Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. In this episode, we talk about some of the interesting news that we've been seeing recently, including stories about celebrity scandals and some celebrities being arrested for possession of illegal drugs. We take a look at the problem that Japan has with people using methamphetamine, especially business people. We talk about the strict laws that Japan has towards cannabis and also the long history that hemp has in Japanese culture. We also look at some medications that are perfectly legal overseas but that you can get in trouble for in Japan. So if you are planning on traveling to Japan and bringing your medications, some of this information might be helpful for you. If you have some time after the podcast, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and please consider giving a donation to the show by using the link in the episode description. Now, on to the show. Ich, me, sang. Stuff in the news lately.、Uh, have you, so, you have not seen this thing about the Yakuza shooting? No, was that, that in Sapporo or was that somewhere in Japan? No, no, I think this was down in Kobe, perhaps.、Mm. Uh, and it's making a lot of headlines because、uh, one of the top guys from Yamaguchi Gumi was apparently murdered. The Yamaguchi Gumi kind of split off a little bit, and there's been two factions that have kind of been a, at war. They said for a few months, maybe half a year or something. And、uh, yeah, the guy for this murder used like a M16. Whoa. Like a modified M16. So it's making big news because A, it's about Yakuza, but B, it's guns in Japan, which people you know, are not very used to. <laughs> And this guy committed a murder with the yeah, M16. So did they catch the guy? Use the M16, I take it. Yes, I believe he has been apprehended. Yeah. And this just happened like within the past few weeks. Yeah, he was arrested in Kyoto, according to this article on NHK. So, Yamaguchi clan is what the biggest Yakuza group in Japan. And the guy who did the shooting, where was he from? What group? He's also from Yamaguchi. Oh, so it's an internal war. Yeah, so there's been a split. Kobe Yama- Yamaguchi Gumi. And they are a syndicate that split off from the original or main Yamaguchi Gumi.、Hmm. And it says that they've been fighting for the past six months. So there's been a lot of crime and fighting and shooting downtown in Osaka and Tokyo or something? Yeah, and of course,、yeah. it's reminding me a little bit of the episode we did with Damien about the Yakuza. People、yeah. can check that out. Yeah. Been a lot of scandals in the news recently. Did you say you watched Terrace or Netflix Terrace House or you do not watch it? Yeah,、that? yeah, I,、um, I've stopped watching it recently, but I went through a phase probably about a couple of weeks ago where I was just like binge watching a bunch of episodes. I don't know what episode they're on now because they're, they're on a new season. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, Terrace House is a very popular show, right? It's basically reality television.、Uh, some people say it's scripted a little bit. But,、oh, it's definitely、uh, scripted. It's、yeah. got to be, right? Well, I think they're, I don't know if it's necessarily scripted, but I think they're definitely given like directions a little bit on what they should do or talk about or who should go interact with whom. Yeah,、whatever. I mean, they always say at the beginning, introduction is it's not scripted, but I guess technically it's not. But they, it's obvious that they have some kind of, you know, Plan or structure that they've been told to follow. 
Yeah. Because I remember every time I watch it, I'm always thinking, Japanese people don't talk to each other like the way they're talking. They're, oh, yeah. they're very direct. Yeah. You know, whereas Japanese people aren't normally that direct. And I remember asking my Japanese friends about it too. I was like, Japanese, do Japanese people really speak like this? Like the way they're kind of acting or communicating with each other? They said, no, that's why they know that it's scripted. Oh, okay. Mm. I, the season you were watching, is it the most recent? So it's Terrace the most House, recent one. Yeah, yeah recent one. like people get put into a very nice house. Uh, this season they're in Tokyo kind of building up the Olympics next year. And uh, it's crazy, man. They film for like, man, I think they're like on episode 22 right now or something already. Yeah, so it's been going for quite a while. And I think some seasons may go for like up to four or five months or something. And uh, But anyways, a big scandal that happened is that this guy, uh, one of the main... Uh, so they have like, they show the scenes from in the house and then they have a bunch of people sitting around like kind of giving commentary uh kind of funny commentary about the different people who are living in the house and one of those guys is uh yoshimi takui who's a very famous uh, comedian and uh he got in trouble because he had about a million dollars in unreported income that he has not been paying taxes on so he is probably going to be removed from the show uh pretty soon actually some people were expecting it would happen right after this news came out but he's still been been uh appearing on episodes so so do you, know, you, do you know which guy i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. so guy, you're yeah. are you up to date so far then with the show because it's, it's they release some weekly episodes yeah every week on tuesday here in japan and not yeah i watch it because my wife and i we always try to find like one program to watch together whether that's a western program or a japanese program so right now we're watching terrorists yeah, I, yeah. I, I quite like it but I, like like you i was surprised that as soon as the news came out i thought they would have either edited those shows where he was in them or just i don't know just not release them or something but like you said, he's he's still in them, which is quite surprising. But it's definitely he's going to be cut. Is that? Is that yeah. Is well, that I true? I think usually what happens is that they take uh, time away from work until things kind of calm down for like a year or a couple years or something. And uh, yeah, he's already said, and I think his uh, agency has already said that he's going to be off TV for a while. But it's too bad because I I you know he's really funny. And, uh, yeah, he's a main staple out of out of that group of people on the, at the commentators. He's one of the key members because there's what five, five or six. I think there's six regular. Yeah, yeah. But him, the other guy, the guy with the glasses, he, he's my favorite. Yeah, he's really yeah. funny. Yeah. So him and then the the oldish lady. Those are the three kind of you know staples because they they seem to talk the most and then the other three kind of add stuff now and then but yeah. not really yeah and w i think without him it's going to make a big difference they're gonna have to get a pretty good replacement i guess to th that has the same dynamic as well yeah i've heard a lot of people saying actually like does he really need to take a break because they don't want him to leave the show you know because he's he always says like some of the f uh, funniest commentary and everything so so yeah. so he hid a million dollars from he has if i remember correctly he has like his own company that he uh started and uh i'm not u exactly sure what he uses it for but through that company uh over three years 
Uh, there was about a million dollars in income that he wasn't properly reporting. And he just said it was because um, he was lazy and careless. And his accountant had even told him that he needed to be more careful about it. So he's been saying that he intended to report this uh, income, I think it was from 2016 to 2018. But uh, finally, uh, yeah, the uh, tax agency found out about it. And uh, yeah, his, his like explanations for it are stuff. I'm reading this article and I was like, the part of me that is sloppy and careless on a level that is unthinkable for an ordinary member of society withheld income for three years. <laughs> that was his excuse yeah and he said he's gonna raise the bar of making a decision so man you know when he delivers his comedy he's always pretty straight faced too so like even i can kind of picture him saying this or he's been on the news obviously recently too they've been showing this thing over and over of him like giving explanations and apologizing it's almost like seems like an act a little bit you know? it's like almost such a ridiculous reason but uh yeah, and, and it seems like every time a celebrity does a mistake, whether it's a scandal or they get drunk in public or, or something, they always have to do a huge apology to the public in front of uh, news reporters, cameras. And then, yeah, they usually have to kind of step back from the limelight for a certain time. Um, was there any word of like how long he was going to step out? I had been hearing about a year, but wow, uh, that's, that's long. It is, but uh, I think sometimes like people disappear for more than a year, even like a year or two years. Do you remember there was a while ago? Do you know that half uh, entertainer Becky? Yes, yeah. You remember she got from uh, an affair. Was it an yeah, affair? she had an affair with a married uh, star. And uh, she took, I don't remember if he even took any heat for it, but <laughs> she like, yeah, she had to leave for like almost two years or something. And now she's like slowly working her way back yeah. on the shows and everything. Yeah, so. it's pretty harsh. That doesn't happen really in our home countries, right? I think. <sighs> I'm trying um, to remember like. I don't remember like stuff that happened in England where, you know, a celebrity would do something bad, like get drunk or get into a fight even, and they would have to apologize. They, they might make an apology on social media, but they wouldn't have to do it in front of a bunch of TV cameras or, you know, in front of, in, in public. And they wouldn't usually have to step back from the limelight unless it was really serious. Like obviously like, like Kevin Spacey or something like that. But yeah, it's not, I don't think it's a very common thing. Yeah. Those press conferences where they apologize and they've got just like you were saying and they've got to like bow and fake cry <laughs> yeah exactly and have like thousands and thousands of flash bulbs going off and everything yeah they're, they're a bit of a spectacle themselves and everything but uh any any other scandals well there's the very very big news that oh. uh, has come out about uh sawajiri erika Yes, the the famous actress. Like before this scandal came out, did you know about her? Yeah, actually, I did. Uh, there are a few female actresses that I, you know, think are very attractive, and also I like some of their movies. She was one. Another one is uh, Shibasaki Ko, I think is her name. But I did know about uh, Sawajiri Erika from a movie uh, Tegami. Have you ever uh, seen Tegami? No, no, but I have you seen the movie Helter Skelter? I know about it, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. So that's the movie I know her from and yeah, like like you, she's one of 
the hottest actresses i think in japan and yeah. um, which is why i kind of like her but i didn't really know her name because like, i knew the movie because the movie's kind of quite you know adultish bit bit sexual and it's it's a good it's actually a pretty good movie it's about her being a an actress so she's kind of playing herself that's had a lot of plastic surgery and then the plastic surgery goes wrong and she and ironically she's actually had a lot of plastic surgery oh really yeah yeah so every time i speak to japanese people oh you know what do you think of erica so what's her name Sawa- sawajiri sawajiri and then, and all they say is she's had tons of plastic surgery oh really yeah so they kind of criticize her saying that she's not like a natural beauty but then how many famous stars are completely natural Hmm. Mm, I didn't know that she had had the uh, plastic surgery. Is it is Helter Skelter? Is that that's pretty recent, right? I would say probably about five years. Okay, five years. So she like at that time, yeah, she was in her kind of mid to late twenties. So now she's early thirties. Yeah, I think she's uh, early thirties. That movie Tagami is, I think, before Helter Skelter. It's a movie uh, about two brothers. Actually, one of them is incarcerated. And uh, one of them is on the outside trying to make a career as a comedian. Uh, but he's kind of like, he's uncomfortable about people finding out about his brother being in prison. Uh, so he's trying to like develop this career. But of course, he like loves his brother. And the reason his brother is in prison has something to do with, you know, protecting the younger brother and everything. And so she's kind of the uh, friend and somewhat of a love interest for the guy who's on the outside. But it's a really good movie about fi- family dynamic and Japanese culture and having kind of a criminal in the family and everything. Uh, so I definitely recommend it. But yeah, she's in that movie yeah, as well. Yeah, she's she's actually a pretty good actress, I think, in terms of Japanese terms. Like she's won some, you know, Japanese Oscar awards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's good in Helter Scales. I recommend that one too for... Not for kids, though. Definitely not for kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's on Netflix. I actually, since that news came out, I kind of went back and watched that movie again because it was on Netflix. And yeah, I, re- I recommend that. Yeah, too. I don't even think we've mentioned what the news is yet. What is, right. what is the news? She she got caught with uh, two MDMA capsules. It was in November. November 16th, she went to a nightclub in Tokyo. And then for some reason, I don't know how the police found out, but she had her home raided. And she, yeah, she admitted that she uh, they were hers, so she possessed those. But she said that she got them in a nightclub in Tokyo from just some random person or something like that. So, yeah, so she got arrested for two MDMA capsules, and that made huge news all over the papers. And she had to, she had to kind of step back from the limelight. She's been arrested. And then following that, like um, about a week ago, one of her acquaintances also got arrested and he was a, a fashion designer who also the police raided because they, they got Erica's phone and then they went back through the history and found contacts. And so they found this acquaintance who was also arrested for MDMA. Yeah. And he, so he's about the same age, a uh, fashion designer. Yeah, I think she's like 33. Did you hear, like, uh, or did you read about when she kind of gave her confession? Like, what what she said? Basically, that like, for the past 10 years or something, she's been 
using a whole host of yeah uh, yeah she admits to using coke lsd and weeds or marijuana for for the last 10 years yeah and i think she even like said that it all started uh during some overseas trip or something <laughs> but yeah it was pretty crazy she just like said yeah i've been doing doing all sorts of stuff for the past 10 years have, have you heard of what might happen to her or what are the what are the penalties that she faces well uh one thing that i've heard is that uh there was a uh drama that she was supposed to appear in that uh, was going to start in January, but they've delayed the uh, release of it as they start to film uh, or refilm all of the scenes that she was in with a new actress. Right, so all her scenes have been cut. Yeah, and it was supposed to be a huge show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it was about Nobunaga, maybe. But uh, she was playing the wife of Nobunaga in the film, and... uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I mean, if if a popular celebrity or a famous person gets caught for some of these crimes, yeah, it has a ripple effect onto the broadcasting companies and sponsorships, sponsorships and everything. Yeah, and they just want to get it as far away that they can as possible, which is pretty harsh. I guess it's not that harsh, but I think having to scrub someone's TV show because in the past as well there was another actress um and she was i think she was caught with uh marijuana her name is saya takagi and she was a famous actress and all her reruns as well were scrubbed from tv um she also sang some songs and her theme song that she sang which was for another tv show even that theme song got pulled from that tv show and was never used again and also there was even uh a Japanese ex-rugby player and he got caught with marijuana and he was banned from ever playing rugby again for Japan. So yeah, the the punishments are very harsh and severe. I think that actress Takagi, Takagi? Mm, yeah, name? Takagi. I think she's even like a proponent for the legalization of marijuana now if I what I read was correct. And she even tried to run for office office uh, under the Reform Party for that. Uh, but I think she recently got caught again or something, and she was even sent to jail for a little while, for like six months or something. Was that for cannabis? Too? Yeah, for cannabis. Apparently, Japan had a very long history of cannabis, uh, and is still hemp is still very, very popular even today uh, for textiles. Uh, within Japan. So Japan has a bit of a, well, I guess like many countries, a uh, long history with cannabis for thousands of years. So apparently um, cannabis plants have uh, have been grown in Japan or used in Japan dating to at least 300 BC. And, and hemp was a central part of Japanese life. They used it to make cloves. Um, Shinto priests used it to wave bundles of leaves to exercise evil spirits um wedding ceremonies so to signify purity brides actually wore hemp veils made made of hemp on on their wedding days so the hemp uh, signified purity yeah wow, <laughs> wow. Okay. yeah and and it wasn't actually until 1948 after world war 2 when the uh, the americans actually imposed the law because they had the war on drugs and they tried to imp- impose laws on all the countries they occupied so it was pretty much the americans that started it 
also an, another big proponent of uh, hemp is uh, the prime minister's wife. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what's her name? Akie Abe. Yeah, is it for uh, textiles and stuff, or for medicine? What, what for yeah, medical. So she's a proponent of medical marijuana because uh, actually her husband, the prime minister, he suffers from a disease, and he needs, or he doesn't need, but hemp or CBD oil helps with the pain. So she has previously bought CBD oil to help him. Yeah, well, there was actually a very uh, famous, uh, well, I don't know how famous it was, but about <clears throat> two years ago, there was a patient who was suffering from cancer. Uh, his name was Yamamoto. And uh, he he was using this, uh, he was using marijuana, apparently. I don't know in, in what form, but to deal with the pain. And uh, he went to court over it. And uh, he was basically saying, like, who is this uh, law supposed to serve? Because he's using it and try. And I think he actually wanted to grow it for personal use. And there, he's like asking, you know, who are they trying to protect? He's just sitting there trying to help himself with his his own marijuana that he was growing. And uh, he apparently died in the middle of the trial. So the trial is still ongoing oh, wow. against him, even though he's dead already. <laughs> And he was just trying to use it to manage his own pain for cancer and stuff. So, Looking this up a little bit, because we were going to talk about uh, all the different stuff in the news. And do you know what the uh, most popular drug of choice is in Japan? Yes, I do. It's uh, methamphetamine. Yeah, which Which, is... Which, uh, yeah, uh, coincidentally, it's... In Japan, it's the only country where methamphetamine is the highest abused drug. Yeah. Whereas in most countries, is cannabis. Do you know it was actually developed in Tokyo? Yeah, I knew that, yeah. <laughs> you may have yeah. found some of the in same research. In 1893. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you, what was the gentleman's name? His name was uh, Nagayoshi Nagai. Okay, so Mr. Nagai. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Nagai, Mr. Long, he invented uh, methamphetamine in Tokyo in 19, 1893. Do you know why? No, I didn't uh, read why. What What do you think it might be the reason? That he was... Uh, well, why? Why, exactly or why? Okay, not why I invented it, but why is methamphetamine the most abused illegal drug in japan i've uh i read maybe something similar than you did uh obviously well what i read was that it has to do uh with the uh work style or work lifestyle in japan so a lot of people may be dependent upon it uh just to keep up with the hard work schedule that they're trying to deal with is that the same thing yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah because of the the working culture Mainly. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is, and it made me start to think, the article I read didn't say anything about it, but you know how they have karoshi, death from overwork? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, like, uh, people have a heart attack when they die of uh, karoshi. You know, for a long while, I thought it was just meant, like, people were, like, overworking themselves and becoming super exhausted, their body just can't keep up with it. But I think it might actually be linked to a lot of these people are using... Uh, methamphetamine or speed and uh giving them a heart attack yeah basically mm. because they said that um the article i was reading was talking about autopsies they actually don't do very many autopsies in japan because the p- 
there's two reasons for it. One is that the police, uh, if they have to, they'll may need to open up a murder case. And if they aren't able to solve the murder case, it'll reduce the amount of, uh, basically successes that they're having with the cases that they're dealing with. Mm. So as soon as something looks like a suicide or, uh, it can be dismissed, then they'll, uh, they won't, uh, push towards an autopsy. So a lot of times they won't be able to determine if, for example, somebody may have died from a drug overdose or something else. Wow. So for the paperwork that they don't want to do it? Well, the paper, it's, it's uh, more so even than the paperwork, but it's just the success rate of mm. uh, being able to uh, close a case, basically. Right. So, yeah. Numbers, stats. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, all this karoshi may be uh, completely related to people having heart attacks on speed. Mm. Yeah, I have, a, I have an interesting statistic about arrests. So arrests for illegal drugs by... Countries in in terms of Japan, the UK, and the US. Okay. So uh, let's let's start with. Should we start with Japan? In two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eight. So just last yeah. year. Okay. The total arrests for illegal drugs was thirteen thousand eight hundred sixty two. Okay. So the the majority was um, what we're we talking about stimulants. So what's that? What's that drug called again? Methamphetamine. So methamphetamine <laughs> was was the most arrest at like nine thousand eight hundred and something like that. Um, the UK, the UK's drug offences, uh, total drug offences was one hundred thirty six thousand. <laughs> Bit of a jump there. Yeah, uh, and I guess if you compare it to the populations, it's still quite a big difference. Because, I mean, what is the population of Japan? Like 120 million? Yeah, about that. Yeah, and the UK is about 65 million, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a big difference. But, uh, yeah, I guess when you compare it to America, you can't really because the population is so big. But in America, the the total arrests for 2018 were 1.6 million. Mm. But then you think about the population... Yeah. It's uh, not a good comparison to make. But I think comparing it to the UK, that's a big difference. And maybe having these strict laws could be a positive of why the drug crime is so low. But I did hear that perhaps one reason why drug use is lower in Japan is because usually a lot of times when people are abusing drugs or become addicted to drugs, it has to do with societal reasons. Uh, People being kind of like ostracized from society or being homeless yeah. And Japan has a very low uh, homeless rate. And also, you know, society in general is meant to kind of uh, keep people involved or people to be a part of society. So I've, I have read somewhere that that may have something to do with uh, Japan's low drug abuse problem. But whether or not it actually is low or not, uh, I think is something that can be questioned. Mm. Did you hear about uh paul mccartney like back in 1980 oh something about coming to japan yeah. or something no yeah. i can't remember i heard about it, but i can't remember what happened so he was coming for a concert when he was a part of wings and he had uh, 11 concerts in japan in 1980 and he got stopped at the airport at narita airport international airport and he had uh and he had marijuana in his suitcase and they found it 
and how much did they find? They found half a pound of marijuana. He went against everyone's advice about, you know, everyone said, don't, don't bring it to Japan because, you know, they're so severe on, on their, their drug laws. But he just ignored everyone. And then so he put it in his suitcase and they found it. And he got detained for nine days. So he got put in prison for nine days. But then they released him. They released him after nine days, deported him with no charge. Oh, really? Because they basically thought after the nine days, he, you know, he knew what he did wrong and he was well behaved in prison. And they said, okay, he's learned his lesson and they just, just let him go. But I think they didn't let him come back for a long time after that. Well, he's coming back now. I've yeah. seen him on the news now. Right. So I guess yeah. they've forgiven him. Yeah. So, so because that news came out, they're kind of going, the news came up that what happened back in 1980. And he was with his wife and family at the time too. You know, and and his wife um, at the time, Linda McCartney, was like, "I'm never going back to Japan again <laughs> <laughs> because of <laughs> embarrassment." Or yeah, yeah. Well, how just how severe they were with uh, oh okay. with, with drugs, yeah. Because oh. and and literally, there was another article like ten years after that arrest, him and his wife went. To, I think it was Barbados, and then they got caught for possessing marijuana again, like taking it into the country. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess yeah. didn't learn from learn yeah, the and the and time. after that, obviously the the concerts were cancelled. Eleven Wings concerts were cancelled, and he was stuck with a bill of like one million pounds that he had to pay to you know order. What do you call it? The, the sponsors, no, and the, the promoters, yeah, the promoters, yeah, because he, really. he couldn't come in. He got deported, and that that was it. So they didn't, they didn't yeah. just continue the concerts without him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> Did you hear the news about that uh, girl uh, from the group Kara? Yes, yeah, the Korean group. Yeah, Korean group. But this uh, girl herself was actually also starting a a solo career in Japan. I mean, that group itself, Kara, was popular in Japan, and this girl was uh, starting a solo career recently. But yeah, she apparently uh, committed suicide. Well, I don't think they've 100% determined that it was suicide yet, but... Do you, did you ever see the group Kara before? Yeah, really cute. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think the one that committed suicide was my favorite one. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people say she was the most attractive one yeah. in the group. Yeah. And is it been confirmed that she committed suicide or, or how she committed suicide? I haven't seen that has been confirmed yet, uh, but I think it's uh, they found a note and uh, or maybe it's been confirmed, but I don't think they're like saying that, that was uh, the cause yet. But, uh, yeah, apparently there was a note and her close friend who was also in the entertainment business like a month earlier had committed suicide. But, uh, apparently this girl was, uh, had been like the victim of revenge porn or the threat of revenge porn by a former boyfriend. Oh, and it just, the stress was too much for her. Yeah. Well, there was a stress from that, but plus just a general stress from being in the entertainment industry was something that, you know, drew her to... Apparently, they face a lot of bullying online yeah. uh, for, like, appearance, and there's a lot of sexual harassment and stuff. It seems to be a, way more severe in Korea than it seems to be in every other country to be, like, a pop star, especially for women. Just just like you say, they get a lot of criticism, but, yeah, also sexual harassment from higher-up producers. I mean, there's scandals you can probably find on the internet like, related to Korea. So, it's, yeah, I think the last couple of years there's been quite a few suicides in, in korea yeah 
Yeah, because from people from the entertainment industry, and it's really unfortunate, man. These, I mean, this girl herself, she seemed like she had everything going for her. She's super beautiful and everything. Young. Yeah, young, mm-hmm. and then just to have it kind of end this way is, uh, man. I don't know what's going on over there, but hopefully they can improve the situation yeah. for them. Yeah. But I remember we were talking about the the music episode of Alex about Japanese music, and and you said you wouldn't want your daughter to be a, a pop idol. Right, yeah. just because of the the difficult and difficulty and stress of of their lifestyle. Yeah, and then seeing that it might end up like this, you know, is even something more to, you know, deter or make me want to deter. <laughs> yeah, 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 but sure. uh, going back to banned substances, it's, it's not just the illegal substances, but that are banned in Japan, but also medical. Or you know medicine, so there's a lot of medicine that's actually banned here. So when you're coming into Japan, you got to be really careful of what you bring in. For example, anything anything with codeine in it. Um, so for example, Actifed, Sudafed, Vicks inhalers, Adderall, they're all banned in Japan. And if they catch you with it, you will get detained. Uh, usually, you get detained for a couple of weeks, um, and they will not care that you have a prescription because the prescriptions will not be valid in japan so be very careful uh, prozac as well De- dexedrine but uh yeah so make sure when you come to japan and you need to take medication do your research find out what is banned and what isn't things that are okay uh stuff like panadol uh, neurofen hay fever tablets um, I mean, this there's a there's a longer list that you can find online, but you can only bring the amount that you can be supplied for thirty days. So anything more than that, you have to fill out all these extra forms and hand them into to the Japanese government before you bring more than a thirty day supply worth. So be very careful with that too. So yeah, they're very strict on on any kind of drugs basically yeah medication so that reminds me of a case a little while ago a few years ago of the toyota executive female executive yes from the u.s do you have anything on that she got she had like a bunch of this medicine medicine uh for her own personal use and i think she got arrested for it and put in jail for a long time and she was trying to prove that uh it was a prescription drug but because she didn't properly declared or something i should probably need to look all this up to confirm it yeah i didn't i didn't find anything about that but i i remember that hearing that news and yeah she was detained for a good couple of weeks and uh they had to get a representative from the embassy to to basically get her out yeah that that's the only news i heard what do you remember what it what it was for it was for some kind of i just found it yeah this is toyota's this is from npr Toyota's top female executive arrested arrested in Japan on drug charges. Uh, Julie Hemp, Toyota Motors' uh, first senior female executive who was appointed head of public relations just weeks ago, has been arrested in Japan for allegedly importing the prescription painkiller oxycodone. In which, oh, painkiller. Uh, yeah, in violation of the country's narcotics laws. A total of 57 pills were discovered by Japanese customs officials on June 11th, inside a package that Hamp mailed to herself from Kentucky, declaring the contents to be a necklace, according to Japanese news reports. Oh. So, yeah, 
this painkiller is legal in the U.S. with prescription, but uh, yeah, it says uh, when customs officials at Narita Airport checked an international parcel addressed to Julie Hamp, a fifty-year-old, fifty-five-year-old American, they found pills placed in bags at the bottom of the parcel. So they're painkillers. Yeah. Wow. But uh, but they're not over-the-counter ones. There, you need a prescription. prescription. Yeah. yeah. So. I guess she probably knew that it wasn't uh, uh, legal, and she tried to mail it to herself and ended up, uh, yeah. So, so that one wasn't an accident. Yeah, yeah that wasn't an accident. Painkillers. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't, you know, dealing. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I, I believe that they were probably for personal use. But again, yeah, she got uh, locked up for a little while because of this. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what would happen. I mean, I guess if you really needed. Um, pills like that, you'd have to avoid coming to Japan. I guess. I mean, I don't know uh, what the similar uh, drug is that they're using here in Japan, but uh, yeah, if you can't get your hands on it, then ho- mm. hopefully there is something else for people to be able to use. But yeah, well, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, we're coming up to that time. Remember, everyone, if if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Right, not a, not iTunes. And also, if you'd really like us, you can leave us a donation. You'll find that link in the description notes. So, yes, please uh, please do that if you can. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this show. Found it found it very informative today about scandals, Japanese scandals, and uh, and some drug information. So yeah, make sure to do your research. Be careful when you come here. Don't try to don't try to smuggle any medicine, as uh, as that lady what was her name again. Julie Hemp. Julie Hemp. Don't do what she did. Fill in that form. Fill in that special form, which I can't remember the name of, but you can Google that. Customs declaration form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. Bye.